God Has a Plan, Part 2, by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. The Lord appeared to His people for 40 days after His resurrection, so His victory could be cited and recorded for the generations that would follow. He then ascended into the heavens, leaving the gifts of Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 11, to the church, to raise up a different body for Himself. This unitedly focused people will be the full stature of Him, a body His Spirit will live through, to bring restoration and victory to the earth physically. As we noted in part 1, the challenge Jesus faced on the cross and His victory over death, hell, and the grave changed things radically in the spirit realm, as his fight was against spirits. But remember, he also fought as flesh and blood, a human, and positionally made possible a change here on earth. He fought and defeated the ruler of darkness that declared himself the god of this planet. The word then ascended to his heavenly home, the victor. Christ thus settled the question once and for all, who was Lord of Lords in both the heavens and here on earth. His victory was recognized instantly in the heavenlies. Now he would set about giving the children here on earth another chance to make the choice between the tree of life and the tree of good and evil and the opportunity to reestablish his kingdom. Christ, through his united body of eighth-day people, is beginning to manifest this physical victory on earth today. I say eighth day, as it has been two thousand years since the cross. A thousand years is as a day to the Lord, so a full week has passed since creation, and we are now in the eighth day in God's timing. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 8 But, beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. We must be united, not only as a physical family, but more importantly, our spirits must be evenly yoked in the knowledge of God, because Christ is a spirit. Our soul man will not be able to comprehend direction and guidance through his spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 13-14 through 14 says, These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for these are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. We must allow our spirits to mature into his image as individuals, then unite as an earthly family to make him a complete, visible, physical body to negotiate on earth conquer this world by enforcing his victory and bring defeat to the enemy's stronghold on the planet. This is his purpose and our mission. Satan so badly wants us at odds with each other and with God. Can you see this? His plan is to keep us seeing and doing carnal, soulish things so that we cannot grow spiritually or understand spiritual matters. Our souls see both good and evil, and are very quick to see evil opportunity when presented to us. Satan, however, cannot touch or mislead our spirit man. Therefore, we must walk in the spirit. As a side note, be very careful. To keep the body of Christ powerless, it is necessary to keep us involved with the things of this world. Satan will lure you with visions of success in his world, 
or the pursuit of it, keeping your mind and energy directed to this realm that he is the God of. You can't be kingdom-minded or develop your spirit man's maturity if you eat constantly on the tree of good and evil, or seeking man's advice based on intellect that has been evolving from the mind of Satan since the garden. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3, But I fear, lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted by the simplicity that is in Christ. Paul also recommends in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 22 through 24, that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man, the soul man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, money, success, power, etc., and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, the spirit man, which was created according to God, in true righteousness and holiness. So we can see if we engage in the things of this realm with the idea of being successful for any reason than furthering kingdom interests, we will remain carnal people. Unfortunately, as a carnal body, doing things our way for our own personal enhancement, Satan's control is guaranteed. We find ourselves at odds with God and may even begin to dislike those who do walk in the Spirit. Let us return now to our original subject, Christ's victory. After winning the battle to regain lordship of the planet, Jesus set about forming his own government to combat Satan's world, fulfilling the prophecy in Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 through 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end, upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with the judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Through his apostles and prophets, he brings covering to the earth, so the enemy can be held at bay while his people are reached with truth from the tree of life. After being taught, they must also be covered and protected. Otherwise, the enemy will rob them of the seeds of truth and plant instead seeds of intellect and false doctrine, which would push them right back to the tree of good and evil. Using his fivefold ministers, he will form his government to guide and direct his family to the knowledge of how to build his kingdom and establish the new earth. This knowledge will not be based on the wisdom of this world. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verses 5 through 7 explains that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age nor the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Paul, in fact, tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 19-20, through 20, the world's wisdoms is at odds with God and futile. Why? Because this knowledge is of the God of this world. 
1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 19-20 through 20. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, He catches the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are futile. Let us close with these last thoughts. A new kingdom cannot be built on old thinking. God is releasing wisdom for this age to establish a new earth. Now our natural minds are like any organ in our bodies, just a part of our being. It's what is fed into our minds that makes the difference. Picture your mind as a computer. If the majority of knowledge you have gathered came from man's intellect, schools, college, etc., your database is compiled from the tree of good and evil. This world is owned by Satan. To be a part of what the Lord is doing, we must scrub our minds, delete this inferior data, and allow the Holy Spirit to build a perfect database our spirits can function from. Romans chapter 12 verse 2 warns us, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God and be able to tap into God's plan.